One thing that you have to understand about me is that I am naturally a very stubborn person. And the thing about that is it's borderline on a very good or a very bad thing. It's a very good thing because that means usually I get what I want on my terms. But it's a bad thing because there's a lot of selfish tendencies that come with it. The other thing about being stubborn though is it's taught me a lot about perseverance and how important that is, especially as you get older. And the fact that more often than not, people will tell you that you can't do certain things for whatever reason, because they're insecure, because God knows what else, because society, I guess, isn't telling them the right thing. And it's a cliche. This has been said before. This isn't new. But I think for me personally, what gets me out of that mental block is just thinking about the fact that there is always a way. I have three mantras that I follow. The first being, when there's a will, there's a way. There's always, always a way. That's the first one. The second one is, it's not over till it's over. This one, to me, is very important also because I, when you get a sense of complacency i think and it's natural you know to get to a certain point to succeed at something or achieve something that you want to achieve and like set like a certain amount of goals and you would you you achieve those goals but it's easy to get complacent once you achieve those certain goals and be like oh like this is it you know i can't go any higher than this and it's so easy to do that but i think what's kept me going honestly is the notion that there's no like every door hasn't been opened yet if that makes sense metaphorically and i think that i i try to tell people who like you know especially after being on in different like or on a dance team um after being in like a choir group or like d- just different things that involve teams especially and like groups where you're working towards a common goal like after being in these type of groups for a lot of my life i think especially that idea of not becoming complacent holds true and it's what keeps me going you know the fact that it's not over till it's over the third mantra to me has always been loyalty above all because and there's a lot of nuances to this right Obviously, you can't just be loyal to any random-ass person. Like, you wouldn't be loyal to someone you just met. You wouldn't be loyal to someone who has a questionable character. You wouldn't be loyal to someone who has done hurtful things to you or someone that is close to you. And I think it's first and foremost important to remember that. But I'm talking about the kind of loyalty where it's it's that connection that you hold to the people that you're close with to your friends your good friends your best friends your boyfriends your girlfriends your parents loved ones etc etc and that's something i've learned from my mom actually um and it's it's a it's slippery slope because you don't just want to give that out to anyone but it's also extremely helpful to have because when you give loyalty to the right person they will give it back to you more often than not and it serves you well in the future and it teaches you things too you get to learn a lot from a person that you trust who trusts you 
over time, the longer that you hold that relationship with them. Um, so yeah, loyalty is, is a big part of who I am and who I try to be. I don't know if I've talked about this on my podcast before, I probably have, but I am someone who hates being alone for long periods of time. I've, the older I've gotten, the more I've needed it. And I feel like I always needed it in my life, you know, just like a little bit. But that's also like the the span of time that I need to be alone is like very, very short. I'm a very social person naturally. And I just feel the need to be around people, even though as I've gotten older, honestly, the one thing I've actually needed is to just be more by myself and just to reflect, like take more time to myself instead of forcing myself to be everywhere all the time. And like I probably mentioned before, like this semester I've lived a little farther away from campus, still in DC, but like I live farther away from my like my campus. Um, I live by myself. Um, I still see friends and everyone, obviously. I still hang out with people, but I think taking the time, just having my own little place I guess it's like my own like corner where I can like choose to be wherever and do whatever like has really helped me and that has given me the time to reflect on myself and think about what I want and it's not a bad thing it in the end I'm honestly kind of glad that I chose to live where I did at the end of my college career because it served me really well personally and I needed it and it made me it helped me figure out who I was a little bit more because all that extra noise of like me constantly being go, go, go and like constantly seeing people and doing things all the time, that noise was kind of like lessened, if that makes sense. See, here's the big thing about this also community is a big part of who we are as south asians i think and it's it's definitely been that sort of thing in my family as well i mean my grandparents lived with us for a while you know back home joint family households as i'm sure a lot of your families back home have this aspect of family and community is so ingrained and it's really nice and needed, honestly, societally speaking. I think the biggest difference between the West and the rest of the world, namely South Asians, is this individualism that comes with Western culture and society that obviously I'm sure a lot of your parents' stories, as the same as my parents have pointed out, that this individualism is kind of like ruining who we are societally, you know, <laughs> And it's, there's some truth to that. But I think the biggest thing, because I wasn't so used to being alone all the time, just to have to kind of fend for myself, I think because I haven't been in that, like I think mentally as a person, like I was like, oh, I need to do this for myself and this for myself. But I, at the same time, was constantly thinking about everyone else and trying to coordinate and work around. And it was a good balance after that all that happened once I got to college because, you know, I was out of the space of, oh my God, like everyone's on top of me all the time. Ah. But I was still able to contribute to a community, to 
the community, the family that I chose to have here at college and my family at home too. I think the biggest thing is I was able to strike that balance and have enough time for myself without it being too, I guess, selfish or individualistic and provide equal amount of time to the people that I love and care for. And I think it's one of the best lessons I learned after coming to college is kind of finding the balance between oneself and community.